Are you a business owner or entrepreneur who's had great success in the business world? And now you want to launch a speaking career to share your message with the world. If that's you, then listen up. 25-year speaking industry veteran Brett Ridgway has released his latest special report, Three Key Things Entrepreneurs Must Master to Build a Profitable Speaking Business. To pick up your copy, go to brettridgeway.com forward slash freebie. Welcome to the Spotlight on Speaking Show with Brett Ridgway, where you'll learn the keys to building a profitable speaking business from speaking industry pros. Each week, we interview a great guest who will share his or her speaking journey, identify what their keys to success have been, and highlight some critical mistakes they've made along the way that you'll want to avoid. Be sure to visit our website at spotlightonspeaking.com. And while you're there, subscribe to us via your favorite network. Now, sit back, tune in, and get ready to meet this week's guest. Hello again, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Spotlight on Speaking show with Brett Ridgway. And I am Brett Ridgway, and I'm <laughs> truly excited about this week's guest because this podcast would not exist without this gentleman and his fantastic team. Marana Homi is a speaker, author, trainer, and consultant with nearly 20 years' experience helping entrepreneurs like you win at the game of business and marketing so you can thrive from the intersection of your brilliance and your passion while making a difference for your community, market, and audience. As creator of the podcast reach system, Adam helps you create and launch your podcast as your key networking, client attraction, and celebrity expert branding tool. Adam's the author of Groundhog Day is an event, not a business strategy, and a contributing author to Journeys to Success, the millennial edition, both international Amazon bestsellers. He's spoken on scores of podcasts and stages around the country for many years and is a sought-after expert on topics related to launching your podcast, hosting your podcast, entrepreneurship, business creation, communication skills, and more. Adam calls Las Vegas, known to some, at least him, as the hottest city in America home. His interests include reading, history, cats, cigars, 80s music, vegan recipes, NLP, <laughs> alternative history scenarios, and the novel he's been working on for 30 years that he may finish the thing <laughs> slow down. They won't. So, Adam, homie, welcome to the Spotlight on Speaking show. Brett, I absolutely love what you're doing with Spotlight on Speaking. And it's a combination for me personally of basically an ongoing masterclass in public speaking and in some ways, a trip down memory lane. Uh, I've been in this industry for almost 20 years. I know you've been at it, uh, I think, a bit longer. And you've also approached it from several different angles, some of the businesses that you've founded over time and some of the folks you've worked with. But what's really great about it is seeing some of the folks that I've looked up to for so long and for the first time ever, seeing behind the curtain of what they do in a way that I don't think has ever been fully revealed before until this podcast. So, yeah. You know, a few people have mentioned, honestly, Adam, that, you know, they've talked about some things that they generally don't talk about, which I find interesting. And it's been a wonderful opportunity for me to reconnect with some <laughs> of the folks that I know going back 20 or more years. So, yeah, I don't know if we go back 20 years, but we probably go back at least 15. So, yep. you know, we reconnected via this podcast and, and your team helping me get it all going. And I would tell anybody out there, if you're thinking about doing a podcast, just call Adam and get it done right, because I wouldn't, I'd still be thrashing around with this six months or a year from now, trying to figure out how to do it, and probably wouldn't have figured out how to do it, so 
turn turn to the experts and let them lead you down that path and trying to clear through the brush yourself. So, yeah. All right. So we well, thank about, you for that. Well, you're most welcome. So we want to talk about your speaking journey a little bit, Adam. So, yeah, again, we go back 15 years or so. I don't know that I've ever heard you speak in person, honestly. So tell me a little bit more about how you got involved in the industry. What topics did you speak on? Has it always been a platform selling situation or a keynote situation or just you know, a business building tool? Give me give me a little history of your, your backstory, your journey in the speaking industry. Okay, I've been active in public speaking for, I'm going to say, going on about maybe 10 to 12 years at this point. You and I hung out at Armin Morin's big seminar right around the time that I was just getting started. I remember that's when I met you um, and Mrs. Ridgway for the very first time. I think we had dinner, if I remember correctly. At any rate... My first time speaking on a stage was in the autumn of 2012 when I spoke at Larry Weinstein's Smart Marketing for Accountant Summit. Okay. The very first time I spoke from stage, I closed 71% of the room on my Yowzy. offer Yowzy. with 60% upsell. I still am befuddled to a degree how I managed to accomplish <laughs> that. But it ended what, what actually happened is my offer was inviting folks to enroll in a course called it's about how to build your website on WordPress. Now looking back, that might not have even been the best offer to make given where the industry was at the time. What? But that many people bid down on it. Hey, what is something worth what you can sell it for today? And in order to build that website, I needed to do a demo. So I thought, oh, podcasting, this is interesting. Oh, well, I'll do a podcast. What am I going to call it? The Business Builders Radio Show? Business Creators Radio Show. So we actually used creating the Business Creators Radio Show as the demo for this course, that, except for the people who paid for it at the two conferences I spoke at where I pitched it, never saw the light of day because WordPress released a whole new generation update just when we were ready to launch it. Uh, so I said, I said, I'm not doing any more of these. Sorry. <laughs> but, uh, but it, it, it is funny that my speaking career actually generated my podcasting career and then uh, set off the domino effect that led to me creating the podcast reach system in 2021. At any rate, going forward over the next few years, I've spoken at all of Captain Jim Palmer's Dream Business Academies. Mm -hmm. My topics at his events have evolved from teaching organic content multi-purposing to comparing product launch strategies. Hmm. So there was an evolution between those two things. I've spoken about the principles of my book, Groundhog Day is an event, not a business strategy, at several seminars here in Las Vegas, uh, one of which is actually a company that's defunct that uh, dealt with teaching people how to profit from Amazon, not Kindle, but I believe Amazon Prime. I can't remember the name of the organization, but that was one I booked because it was here in Las Vegas. One of their speakers bowed out and I was friends with the organizer and she put out a post and, hey, Johnny on the spot. Yeah, yes, I can be there Friday. There yes, go. I have. Yes, I have a signature talk. Yes, I can do your topic. Uh, yes, I don't need a hotel, a flight, a limo, anything like that. Just tell me where to go and I'm there. Yeah. So and uh, also I've also spoken recently here in Las Vegas uh, in an event that 
was held three times called Advanced Marketing Minds on the general principles of using social media in business. And I've spoken at you know, a few other things. I was also a presenter at one of Tony Robleski's early mind capture boot camps. It was one of the ones that was held in Las Vegas, I think around 2014. So it's been kind of a mixed bag. And candidly, I haven't had the opportunity to do a lot of stage speaking since the bug. Uh, so past couple of years, and I think that's a lot of people. It's part of why I'm here today. Uh, but I have been doing uh, a lot more presentations to select groups who invite me to present to their masterminds, their list communities, what have you. So, and that's part of what we're going to talk about today in the time we have left. So I'm going to let you move on to the next question. So of those speaking engagements you've done, have they all been platform selling situations, Adam, or have they been? I would say about 20 to 30% have, but the majority of them were actually explicitly non-pitching. Okay. So here's how, here's what I did uh, for a few of these. And Tony Rubleski's event was one of them. I got permission from the host to make a pitch anyway. So here's how I did it. I came up with a very creative sounding giveaway that was actually sort of a compendium of my recent resources for entrepreneurs. And I had, and I did the whole thing where I did the pitch deck, uh, went through all the slides, the value stacks, everything else. And then I had the, my assistants in the room hand out the order forms and it gave you four pricing options, free, nada, zilch, and Zippo. <laughs> <laughs> they, and they had to choose which one of those four very tantalizing price options they wanted and simply write down their address and give me the username they wanted. That's all they had to do. And then we ended up in our membership site. So I got to do, so the reason I did it that way rather than just accept it are two things. Number one, you never know the answer until you ask. So me assuming that a seminar host would say no to that I don't have the right to assume they would say no. I, I owe it to them to give them the opportunity to say yes. That's number one. Number two, I wanted to show people I knew how to pitch. But other than that, other than that, I would say about 70 to 80% of my speaking has been in the non-pitch. So what I've had to master over time is the art of being entertaining. I have sort of a showman style when I speak and becoming relatable so that folks want to connect with me so i'm so i'm not in places where i get the rush to the back of the room but i get the rush to hey what's your linkedin let's make sure we're connected uh or hey what's your schedule i want to book a call with you this week so i i gotta know i gotta know adam so which was the winning price not a nil zilch or zero zilch <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so you've done a lot of content only type sessions, which is how I came up. I was the I was the buffer between all the pitch people at events, so that the audience didn't get pitch after pitch after pitch. So I was a content only mm -hmm. type person, and I mean I've I've pitched from the platform before, but not not very frequently or whatever. So yep, in the type of speaking that you've done, Adam, what would you say maybe your three biggest keys to success have been? I would say that one of the keys to success has been. Having a signature talk that's adaptable and saving all my damn PowerPoints <laughs> it is so interesting that I became so much more efficient, so much more able to rise to occasions when I knew that regardless of whatever opportunity I had, a signature talk would probably 
do about 95% of the job and all I had to do is change a couple slides and meet specific needs based on what I knew, knew about the audience. Right. And also keeping all my PowerPoints and having consistent standards for the sizing and design of the slides so that if I need to whip up a presentation, I know it's a little bit of this, a little bit of that, a little bit of this, the other thing. I got my folder with all my PowerPoints in it, open a new PowerPoint, just start dragging them over. Right. Right. Okay. That's a great tip. So any, yeah. any other any other tips for success? That's one. Another another is to be very clear about what your expectations are in terms of how you meet your host's expectations and also how you meet your audience's expectations. Brett, you may remember from er very early in our work when we helped you launch this podcast that we spoke about three avatars, yourself, your audience, and your interview guests. Mm -hmm. And public speaking is very similar. There's yourself, your seminar host or webinar host or whatever, and your audience. These are the three constituencies you need to understand. And once you lock those down, you lock down those three avatars then you become basically unstoppable and you can craft your content. You can craft your message in real time so that you can adapt to pretty much anything. And here's another one. It's actually kind of mundane, but I can't believe how many people miss this. How many seminars have we been to that ran over because people's presentations ran long or they had a heck of a time corralling people back from lunch. You know what I'm talking about? Oh yeah. Always design your entire event or always design your signature talk or any presentation you do so that there are parts of it that you can either teach in 20 minutes if you need to fill time or five minutes if you need to make up time. And either way, the audience gets their full value. Uh, yeah, that, that's a great point. So yeah. you touched on something earlier, Adam, that I want to kind of loop back around to. And that's when, when you said you did your initial talk you you sold 71 percent of the room and had a 60 percent upsell rate which is fantastic now one of the things i think speakers by and large are inherently weak at as a platform seller is not offering an upsell on the back of the room or from the stage they just offer their offer and that's it so i gotta ask when you made that offer what was the price point and what was the price point of the upsell if well you can, if you can recall well there are some there were some particulars about this audience and I had been given some expectations about what their budgets were and what they were likely to respond to. Mm -hmm. And Larry Weinstein being a friend of mine, he and I uh, sat down for a couple of dinners and he gave me a lot of details about this group and what their expectations were and what areas they truly needed assistance in. So that was helpful. Get to know your host, find out what they need. And then what was also uh, to answer your question, I believe that, Build your website on WordPress was the name of the was the name of the product that never saw the light of day beyond the people in those at those two events that I pitched it to. I believe it was four hundred ninety seven dollars, mm -hmm. and it was uh, base it was basically four hours of webinars, so four weeks, one hour each. Yeah, and uh, and one of the modules was actually them just watching over my shoulder while I did it. Sure, and uh, th there was an upsell where I would interview the folks. It would be a 30-minute interview, kind of presaging the fact that this was going to be my launch into podcasting, which I didn't even foresee, where I would do a 30-minute interview with them, have it transcribed, and then also give them a version where it was written up as content for a web page. The idea that it becomes a combination of a swipe file 
or actual content they can use for blog posts, uh, a revision to the about page on their website. They could use, they could pull information like say bullet points for presentations, what have you out of this interview. So it was a, it was a collation experience. It actually was not entirely dissimilar from when you and I first started working together after we did the financial side of our relationship. You know, we did that first call lasted about an hour. You and I called it the perfect introvert call. It was that type of information gathering that we then turned into um, a usable resource. And that was $600. Okay. 600 total or 600 on top of the 497 600 on top of the 497 okay. so what i what i discovered is these are people uh, what i found out were these are people who wanted to at least have the ability even if they yeah. plan to outsource to do the stuff themselves or not be constrained by having to ask their virtual assistant every single time they want to do blog posts and they also needed help getting some good content that they could deploy at will well, there's a couple important. Those are two things here. I learned from Larry that his audience needed, and then it turned out my other hosts had similar needs. Well, there's a couple important lessons from Adam had just said. Number one, when he did that upsell, did you notice that the price point of the upsell was actually higher than the price point of the original offer? So that's you, yeah, yeah, yeah. This is why I might be off by half a point, but I believe it was something like four ninety seven with an upsell of six hundred. Because I know that you know the actual labor intensive were the individual interviews and the deliverables that came from them. So uh, I, I think I'm pretty close on that. It, and if I'm off, then maybe it was the original course was 697, but I'm pretty close. All right. And then the second lesson that I want to touch on is the fact that Adam did his homework in advance of the event and talked with the event promoter and really got to know what that audience consisted of in terms of what they were looking for demographics. So that enabled him to better create an offer that would might be receptive to them. So always do your homework in, in advance of an event so that you can build a stronger connection with that audience. And if you're selling from the platform, hopefully sell far better. So great, great advice, Adam. I have a couple other questions I want to ask you. But before we do, let's take a quick break for a word from our sponsor. Are you a business owner or entrepreneur who's had great success in the business world? And now you want to launch a speaking career to share your message with the world. If that's you, then listen up. 25-year speaking industry veteran Brett Ridgway has released his latest special report, Three Key Things Entrepreneurs Must Master to Build a Profitable Speaking Business. To pick up your copy, go to brettridgeway.com forward slash freebie. All right, and welcome back to another this episode of the Spotlight on the Speaking Show with my guest Adam Homie. And so, Adam, one of the, my favorite questions I like to ask my audience or ask my guest, I should say, for the audience is, okay, buddy, bury your soul a little bit. Tell me a mistake or two you made along the way that was maybe embarrassing at the time, but you learned a valuable lesson from it. And you would highly advise the aspiring speaker not to make that same mistake. I think the biggest mistake that I made as a public speaker. This is a tough one. I'm not, and I'm not coming out and saying I haven't made a lot of mistakes because I've made a ton of mistakes, <laughs> but I think that I could count on both hands. I probably need all the fingers on both hands to count the number of times I ran way over. And that's where I really had to learn how to be more concise, be more focused, and also to embrace, hey, some speakers say, oh, I don't need that PowerPoint stuff. I'm I'm a master of my, my craft. You know what? I need the PowerPoint. So there are going to be PowerPoint slides. And they're as much for you, the audience, as they are for me, just to remind me where I'm at. Sure. 
Uh, so, and then building in those things where you have certain parts of the presentation, if you need the fill time, you can take 20 minutes. If you need to make up time, you can condense them to five minutes. The audience still gets full value and the audience never, never knows you made those adjustments. And, uh, the, and I would say really, I think just again and again, it was just running over and understanding one of the lessons I teach in my book, Groundhog Day is an event, not a business strategy, that if somebody if you invite somebody to a meeting, a seminar, a presentation, what have you, and you say it's 60 minutes, at minute 61, your voice turns into the teacher from Peanuts, and they will <laughs> gleefully assassinate the messenger because now you're running over. Yeah, time management is so critical and so hard for so many people to learn, honestly. And obviously, you learn through the school of hard knocks about that, so... Mm -hmm. It is what it is, right? The lesson learned. So, any, any especially, yes, yeah, especially in this day and age. And, you know, <laughs> you and I have been to seminars together, and even, you know, not at the same time, we've attended several people's seminars. And I've seen this phenomenon where this is the best way I know how to describe it is you have somebody that you deem to be a VIP speaker. So, you go so far to candidly kiss their behind. That now the rules don't apply to them. Oh, now timer, just a suggestion. If you want to keep blabbing about your offer three fourths of the way through the lunch hour, you're a VIP. You can do that. No. <laughs> no. No. Be the person who does it on time. You know, Trust me, people, in this era of short attention spans and so much competition and the commitments people need to make just to show up for what they commit to, don't disrespect their schedules. You will, that's the biggest mistake I've made candidly, and I don't want you to make that mistake. Yeah, worst I ever saw, Adam, was somebody who, who was not a VIP speaker, but he went over 35 minutes over his time slot. Right. I mean, that's through, bad. Through, through the whole event schedule off, man. Unfair to the next speaker, totally. I mean, it was it was not a good situation. So, uh -huh. all right. So, we got a couple minutes left here. I know you got a, something else on your schedule this afternoon. Yeah. So, let's, let's, Talk about podcasting briefly. So as, sure. I, as I mentioned in the beginning, you helped put this podcast together. Thank you again very much. But talk about real quickly, if you could, Adam, maybe some keys to success for people that want to podcast, key factors to consider if they're thinking about putting together their own podcast. Okay. The first thing you want to think about is that you don't want to just throw up a little podcast real quick. And I say throw up is an apt metaphor, similar to vomiting. You may run across this yourself. Folks will pull out their phone, record two five-minute audio clips, put it on something like Anchor or Podbean and say, hey, look, I have a podcast. No, you don't. You have a couple files you uploaded somewhere. The podcast reach system is a combination of appeal to chaotic humanize and organic search engineize, where the first happens very quickly and the second is a cumulative process that develops over time that combines driving your podcast subscribers to a separate dedicated website that also syndicates out to all those networks we're familiar with for a combination of reaching those two audiences. What's also really great about our system is it's focused on three things, networking, client attraction, and celebrity expert branding. And Brett, from what I recall, those were some of your interests when you approached us and your message, as I remember, was basically, hey, I'm interested in doing a podcast, but I think it's going to take me like six months. And I said, hell, it will take you six weeks. Just work with me. I mean, I, 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 th I might even use that much hubris. I can't remember exactly. And but I, can your network, all, I can say all timelines were met. So, <laughs> yeah, thank you. 
So you're networking. This is how you connect with people. Your client attraction, how interviewing your prospects, interviewing centers of influence who can introduce you to your prospects. And celebrity expert branding. The podcast achieves a viral effect over time. It syndicates out to numerous high-quality websites. You have your guests celebrating the fact that that essentially they're using that they were on your podcast to credentialize themselves. When this comes out, I'm going to tell everybody, hey, folks, I was on the Spotlight to Speaking show. What has two thumbs and was on Spotlight to Speaking with Brett Ridgway? This guy. <laughs> and and they do and they do that. Think of it like the as seen on or as featured in logos. All right. So how do people find out more about your services and how do they get involved in your world if they so choose, Adam? Okay, I've got a couple things for your audience, and I'm going to give you the link right now. Uh, I'm going to tell you a couple things that they're going to find there, but I'm also going to advise that depending on when the audience is listening to this, some things might change a little, and I know definitely there are going to be more things that I'm about to illustrate. But the URL you want to visit is www.thereachsystem.com forward slash resources i'll say that again www.thereachsystem.com forward slash resources this is a page we keep on our primary website for the reach system which deals with podcasting and as of when we're having this conversation is soon to go into list building telesummit hosting and more but you can find some reports there and one of my favorites and this is one that i think might appeal to some of your audience because i know you have listeners who have done a bit of podcasting or they started a podcasting and life got in the way because you know successful public speakers like your avatar oh they they have all the time in the world i mean they're never busy they're never traveling they're never juggling things right right so (laughs) what happens is the podcast ends up in purgatory it just kind of hangs out there now this addresses what got you in podcast purgatory in the first place and how to get out of it there's also, and this is one of our most popular ones, it's called Monetize Your Podcast Fast. And the name is exactly what it's about. So definitely go check out that one if the idea of, oh, I don't know, making some money doing this stuff is important to you. But remember also that, and it's just a final message, particularly for the public speakers who tune in and listen to your show, that podcasting being a key networking, client attraction, celebrity expert branding tool, when we saw the bumper explosion of podcasting after the pandemic began is because all the in-person stages disappeared so public speakers began building their own stages and if you have not done so yet or your stage is kind of collecting dust and you haven't been out there for a while it's time for a refresh or a rebuild and go to www.thereachsystem.com forward slash resources and you'll find some there for you right now all right. Well, awesome. So this has been another episode of the Spotlight on Speaking Show with Brett Ridgway. My sincere thanks to my guest, Adam Homie for sharing his pearls of wisdom this week. As always, if you haven't been to SpotlightOnSpeaking.com, get on over there and register so you can be notified of, of upcoming episodes, as well as pick up that special report mentioned in the In-Between in the in Break ad. But also, if you haven't had a chance yet, you can now pre-order the book, coming out soon, how to build a profitable speaking business at the brettridgeway.com website. But as always, I wish you the greatest of success in all that you do, and may 2023 be your greatest year yet. Take care, everybody.
This has been the Spotlight on Speaking Show with Brett Ridgway. Be sure to join us every week as we interview speaking industry pros and have them share their best tips for building a profitable speaking business. Until next week, thank you for tuning in and remember to visit our website at spotlightonspeaking.com so you can enjoy even more great episodes like this one. While you're here, be sure to subscribe via your favorite network. We look forward to seeing you next time on the Spotlight on Speaking show. Until then, our sincere best wishes to you for the greatest of success as you work to build your own profitable speaking business. Oh,